anytime, anywhere. Smartphone tune-in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. This is, of course, the Monday night edition here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at nashfm1061.com. You can always get us via the TuneIn app. That's via iHeart, anywhere in the world to check us out. And you can get us via Alexa at home by just saying play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. Our podcasts are always available following the show. And you can always check those out immediately following the show at CrescentCitySports.com. You can email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or feel free to call in at 504 260 1061. That's 260 1061 to join in the conversation. Later in the show, we'll get into the Saints, a change at quarterback, the Cowboys with COVID, and so forth and so on. The Pelicans are back in action tonight. We'll get into that as well. But we talk about the business at hand first and foremost the who's next borrowing an old album title from the late 1960s in terms of the LSU head football coaching position still up in the air conjecture continues and the drama perpetuates itself by the moment joining us now to discuss LSU football and more is gentleman does a great job at WBRZ Michael Cobble and of WBRZ in Baton Rouge. Michael, listen, I know you're busy. Appreciate the time. And, of course, we're all just kind of sitting here and waiting. Welcome to the show. I want to start with this, and that is the, the concept of who we are and what we do because so many things have been put out there on a continual basis. Much of it, as they say in this day and age, is quote-unquote fake news. Some of it is just people postulating. Some claim they have sources, and I've always taken the approach of, of being cautious and being smart about what you say and what you do, and only put things out there that have irrefutable sourcing. So with that in mind, this has been kind of a wild ride, hasn't it? It's been a little nutty because, I mean, Scott Woodward has done such a good job of keeping his cards as close to his chest as anyone I've ever seen in this type of role, and... So much of what we've heard has just been pure speculation based on people being unable to get any actual concrete news out of the sources. 
And, you know, we're always going to have different leaks in, in these situations. Most of them often come from agents uh, trying to get their clients' name out there, trying to get them raises. Um, kind of like we're seeing with Cliff Kingsbury right now, most likely in that Oklahoma opening. So I think most of us that have done this for a while understand that. They're willing to play the game, wait it out, you know, talk to people closer to the situation, uh, people that really don't have anything to gain by getting the information out there. So I, I think that is how these things typically go. Well, right now Scott probably has three to four people that he's talking about this seriously with uh, in his circle, and those people aren't aren't talking. And so you're, you're just having a lot of guys kind of try to fill in the blank. So you're right. I learned long ago it's better to be right than be first. So I would rather be right, and I hope that the people that watch me and listen to me appreciate that and know that when I do say something, it's the truth and not just me guessing. But having said that, we can we can talk for the next ten minutes about a bunch sure. of things, I guess, right? Without a doubt. Listen, we're of the same ilk <coughs> excuse me, we're of the same ilk <coughs> and thought process regarding how to place news on the table for people to soak in because there's been so much out there that just isn't true. And with regard to targets, the thing that I said all along that I thought would happen, and I had no inside knowledge, but it was strictly common sense is that LSU would name a coach this week and that it would likely be early in the week for obvious reasons, uh, to stop the bleeding and recruiting, to reassure not only decommits, but also those that are on the fence right now in terms of where they're going to go, that you have a really good coach in place, and this is still a really good place to come. So I'm sure you probably have felt the same way about the timing. I, I did, I do, and I did, and I think that uh, what we're seeing is that LSU had to shoot their shot with Lincoln Riley and got played once again. Uh, if if everything's to be believed, um, that this thing was you know coming, and again we're kind of you know connecting the dots here, right? If the, you and I are of the same mindset that this was going to be happening around this time frame, if all the pieces went right, that this was a coach that they would look at and. We're assuming this because of Scott's past history of going after marquee coaches, coaches that have proven track records, some formula for success uh, that that travels, I guess, for lack of a better word. You know, then it would all line up <clears throat> that it would be happening relatively soon. It just looks like it may have happened for the wrong school. Um, with that being said, there's still also this idea that Scott has had his guy, had his eye on his guy from – you know, when they made the announcement and that this could just be a, a waiting game that, that may need to be played for a number of reasons. It could be a guy that's in the league, maybe a coordinator and a coach that he's really had his eye on for quite some time. It could be a team in contention still in the playoff run. And I do think I do think this, and I will say this, I think Scott understands it's more important to get the, the right guy at the end of the process than it is to rush the process to get someone in the position. Um, well, I think I think that's accurate. The thing that would, I guess, have me scratching my head a little bit is if Lincoln Riley was desperate, definitely a target of theirs, and they didn't get him, and USC did. That's a little bit of a head scratcher. Now, you go to USC, you don't have to worry about competing in the SEC. There's that, and you don't have to face Oklahoma in the future either. There's that, but at the same time. Who in America thinks that USC is a better job than LSU right now? I think maybe a guy who's looking at an easier path and sunshine and beaches. I mean, that's 
you know, you can't speak for him, but it certainly seems like the, you hate to say quitter's way out, but it, it certainly is a less challenging route, a, a certain less proving route um, to compete in the Pac-12. And even if you get them up and running into the best team in that league, it's still an awful league that no one cares about football. Um, you know, I just I read a tweet where somebody was talking about how he didn't necessarily handle the Caleb Williams interview process well and the kids spying on his practices and he said well now they're going to the you know the largest media market in the country and i would counter with that doesn't care a lick about college sports so i don't you know the la times isn't staffing the usc games and ucla games and cal berkeley and santa barbara all those games like the advocate is for LSU. They don't have a number of people dedicated to it. Their readers don't care. They're they're more invested into the Lakers and the Dodgers, you know, the Angels, all those different teams that that can fill their content, if you will. So uh, I definitely think it's a sidestep out of the spotlight, um, an easier path. And maybe it is the allure of, you know, coaching three to five years there in L.A. and working his way into the league. And that would certainly be an easier way to get there than coming and competing in the SEC. Visiting with Michael Cobble of WBRZ in Baton Rouge. With regard to what's out there now, of course, it's been, <laughs> it's been, it's been fun watching all this. And I will tell everybody listening, as I've been completely honest throughout the process, I have no inside knowledge. Uh, do I have sources? Yes. I have two people that I speak to on a regular basis with deep ties to the program, but I have no solid information about who the next head coach is going to be. So today, the two big names, of course, are Brian Kelly and Matt Rule. Uh, with regard to Matt Rule, he'd have to pull a Bobby Petrino. He'd have to leave his team in the middle of a season to do this. Of course, based upon the success or lack thereof that he and Joe Brady have had, in particular with quarterbacks in Charlotte, uh, that would not be too far-fetched. With regard to Brian Kelly... The question would be similar to what we said about Lincoln Wiley. Why would you leave Notre Dame where the path is easier, where the spotlight is bright, and it doesn't get any bigger than that to go to LSU? So I guess that would be my cause for pause with both of these names. Yeah, and, and both of them aren't going to be guys that move the needle. And this is the problem that you've worked yourself into if you're Scott Woodward. And I tweeted this uh, yesterday or maybe the day prior. It's just that, Everyone expects you to make this home run higher. So if it falls short, no one's going to be happy. And I think we're in that situation right now where people have you know, worked themselves into a lather over Lincoln Riley, and now whoever gets the job, I don't know that anyone will be happy about it. Most of the names left on the board, I wouldn't necessarily be very fired up as, as an alum of LSU. I wouldn't be real fired up for Brian Kelly. I certainly wouldn't want Matt Rule. Matt Campbell at Iowa State doesn't necessarily move my needle. Uh, Billy Napier, I think, was probably of the lo- lesser-tier coaches. That's, that's the one that I liked the most because I saw the most potential in him. Uh, Definitely. Didn't even, didn't even consider him, according to Ross Dellinger. So, um, you know, now I look at it as if you're Scott Woodward and you swung and missed. If this, is, if this is really how it went down, you swung and missed on your guy and you need somebody, I would go after Lane Kiffin. I would accept whatever baggage comes along with him. I would have a good, upfront, and honest understanding with him right away that we're going to talk about this stuff. If, if I feel like it's a prickly issue, I want to talk to you about it. I want you to understand that I'm going to talk to you about it, whatever it may be. We're going to have a very honest and open relationship. Um, 
but I would have to, I feel like I would have to go after a guy that's going to get people excited in this LSU football program. And I don't think Dave Aranda is that guy. I don't think Brian Kelly is that guy. It is a new day and age, and we, you and I may have even talked about this on this program, is a new day and age in college football. And I don't know that an over 50-year-old coach is going to be the guy that you want to come in and try to get your program back to prominence. Yeah, I mean, the only guy that, that would fit that description and defy that description would be Nick Saban, and he's not coming. So <laughs> that's a different animal. But you're right about Billy Napier. I, I said from day one this guy would be a really good hire. And I, I said from day one that I would go after Lincoln Riley and Lane Kiffin. I mean, we're on the same page. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. And I know Kiffin is, is a guy that is a powder keg. I know that people either love him or hate him. I know he's never stayed in one place, but some of that is mitigating circumstances. And it seems to me that LSU, in particular at his age, could be a landing spot for a decade or more. No one would deny his offensive intelligence, and his team with injuries is still ranked in the top 10 in the country and is likely coming to the Sugar Bowl unless Alabama doesn't make the playoffs, which at this point is a real possibility. So, look, I agree, I agree 100%. I think Kiffin, at this point, would be absolutely a sexier hire than either Matt Rule, who, by the way, is a proven college coach and a winner on the college level at two tough jobs at Temple and at Baylor. So I give him a lot of credit for that. His star is tarnished by what he's done in the NFL, but he's not the first college guy to fall short in the NFL. Of course, the other sexy nature of Rule would be that he'd bring Joe Brady back in all likelihood since he's failing as an offensive coordinator on the NFL level. So, yeah, look, and Ken, I would, inter- I, would Ken, I, I would interject there and just say that everyone is quick to compliment Joe Brady, but I believe yes. that Joe B is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was the one that mm-hmm. made that song sing. You know, I mean, he was the conductor of the orchestra. He will not be replaced. He will not be coming with Joe Brady. You know, and, and as much as Ed clamored for that Joe Brady offense, you need someone who understands it and can run it to a T. And I think all that 2019 success was Joe Burrow. The, he made their offensive line look better. He had a, a great complement of receivers and a running back that was versatile enough to be used in any facet of their game. And they played to those strengths. So I think that was lightning in a bottle, like you, like you referenced earlier. I don't think Brady has that perpetual shine, and I think we're seeing it to some degree in the NFL. Let me leave you with one name who was on the list when this thing started and has gone away, and most people hate this name, and I'm kind of indifferent to it. I certainly see the positives more than I see the negatives, but it contradicts what we talked about before with the old white guy approach. Bill O'Brien is mm-hmm. in Saban's coach's rehab school right now. Yep. And whatever you may think of him as the Texans' GM is certainly warranted. But if you look at what he has been able to do as a head coach, I think that deserves some consideration as well. Yeah, listen, he was a good coach with the Texans, not a good GM. He, was a, he did a good job inheriting that Penn State debacle and handling things pretty well there. Sure, uh, he's just a, you know, a low-key, kind of dry guy. Yeah. So... To me, it's never about the excitement level. It's about somebody who can get the job done. And oftentimes, it's not about your personality, but who you surround yourself with. And I certainly think that would have a chance. In the short term, the sexy hire would probably stop the bleeding with regard to recruiting. And I think that's that's probably the biggest sales sales job for one of these 
prominent names, in particular Kiffin at this point. But look, if they haven't expressed any interest in Kiffin to this point, why would they do so now? And it seems to me that if they wanted him, they could have gotten him yesterday because he'd come. Well, I think they're running out of options. You know, it's getting late in the evening and all the pretty mm-hmm. girls are already partnered up, you know. Yeah. So I think I think you, you got to find somebody that, that, that's willing to dance with you. So um, I, I, the one there's there's lots of guys, right? We can we could. And I look to the hire of Jay Johnson. Here's a hire that was off anyone's radar, but seems to fit perfectly like a glove, like a Swiss watch. This thing seems to be ticking. Uh, now, granted, he hasn't played a game and lost one yet, so that that remains yeah. to be seen. But I just wonder if there's not a guy like Marcus Freeman out there, for example, that mm-hmm. maybe when he came in here to interview for the DC job, you know, got to meet with some of the brass, and maybe there's somebody that, you know, that's somebody that they have on their radar. I just wonder if there's not a guy out there like that 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 they feel like this is who we're going to, you know, put our eggs in his basket and we're going to roll with him because we feel like you said he can be the coach. It's going to be here for the next 10 to 15 years, you know? And I think Scott, you're exactly, exactly right. I don't think Scott wants flashy. He's done with, you know, you make these decisions because you're going in a different direction, right? Well, he's done with the caricatures. He's done with the, you know, oddball sayings and the goofballs and the Twitter game and the whole nine. So that's why I think he, initially didn't want Lane, but I'm just wondering if it's too late in the evening to really be able to tick every box now. Visiting with Michael Cobble of WBRZ. Hey, basketball's undefeated right now. I wonder if people have noticed that at all. They've played yeah. pretty well. Will Wade's still the coach, and nothing's happened. It's amazing. It's like we talk, <laughs> we talk about this for, what, three years now? It's gotten to the point of being ridiculous, but John Brady, you know, is my close friend and has been for so long, and I did games when he was at the University of New Orleans, and we remained close friends when he was at LSU. And John told me all along, he said, look, the longer this goes, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe he was right. He told me well, that a year and a half ago. I, th- I think it's moved into a, a very interesting dynamic uh, that I'll talk about in a moment. But I think uh, people here have certainly noticed. I mean, Kim has gotten the women's basketball uh, attention like it deserves because they've been able to turn their program around. They're they're coming close to meeting their total of wins from a season ago. You know, within the first month of play, so they're they've already turned that bad boy around. But Will obviously has done a fantastic job. He seems to be um, able to to push the buttons with this team in a way that his previous teams hadn't. And I think it's because this team has a much more blue collar approach. They understand. They're looking at the now and not the league. I think there's just a lot of a lot of things that are working in their favor. But to uh, the point John made, and something I would like you to ask him the next time you guys are together, is I feel like even if something does come out with Will right now, I'm not wondering if LSU just says, "All right, we're going to publicly reprimand you in some form or fashion, maybe even uh, half a season or a full season suspension from coaching." Uh, but then we're going to retain you. We we believe in you. We want you to serve your parents, uh, but we also want you to be our coach. So that's that's the new dynamic that I'm curious to see if something does actually come out of all of this. What is LSU's reaction? Because I'm not so sure that they're going to jettison them like most people think they might. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm not either. I mean, again, I I do believe the longer it goes, the more likely it is he stays regardless of what transpires although it's incredible to me i don't know what the statute of limitation is how long <laughs> how long does it take my lord I, i'm just absolutely blown away by this uh, you mentioned kim mulkey and of course her team lost to florida gulf coast and she said she wouldn't have scheduled that game but they won every other game what have you seen from them thus far 
I think it's just a commitment to getting better. Again, it's a, it, it, this is a, so like Will's team, I felt was selfish. Uh, a lot of those guys were focused on what they could do. Um, on the women's side, I felt like it was a lack of focus and certainly a lack of expectations coming from the top. I just felt like Mickey wasn't demanding enough and coaching them in a way that they were going to improve. There was just a lot of laziness out there, and I think what Kim's been able to do is come in, tighten that up, um, demand excellence, show to them that if they do give that kind of effort, they will be rewarded, and I think you're seeing some of the skill set that the girls have come out. Certainly helps that you know she brought a couple of players with her and able to kind of reinvent the roster with seven new players. But the the four you know players that are routinely scoring in double figures, half of them are girls that have been here. Three three quarters of them are girls that have been here, and they're just getting the most out of them. A couple of people have asked, actually more than a couple, have asked what happened to Moon Erson. I mean she transferred from Baylor LSU. Uh, and all of a sudden, she's at Tulane, and she's their leading scorer, leading in assists, playing well. They just played LSU last week, and uh, and I have not asked Moon that question. I don't know the answer as to what transpired. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, according to Kim, because we, we talked about it, obviously, yeah. with uh, her coming and playing last week. And, and Moon had a great game, and it was really fun because she was hugging all the girls on LSU. Mm-hmm team you know obviously knew them well um i think kim the way and i'll paraphrase here but kim basically yeah. said that that she didn't want to go through what it would take to rebuild the program and as a player who's won a title with kim and certainly understands you know how demanding she can be i think you kind of understand that you know maybe she just wanted to go focus on her academics be in her hometown you know enjoy the things that that she could in, for her final year and not necessarily have to grind it out with a program that quite honestly who who knows and, and who knew how they would respond so i think she made the move she had to make at the time but i think we're certainly seeing uh you know it 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 work out well for her and lsu also be you know all right and, and covered i guess but man could you imagine if she was on this team yeah she's a good player just a couple yeah. more minutes with michael cobble back to football for a minute and what happened this season and where they go from here first of all uh, I had Jimbo fatigue from day one. I'm sure glad that wasn't happening. I mean, that, that, that ship sailed twice, not once, but twice previously. And, and, and frankly, I'm not sure he'd be all that good of a hire. And some people are joking, LSU's JV team just beat them on yeah. Saturday. Uh, and that's not too far from the truth with double-digit players missing and still beating them. And yet when you look at this LSU team, uh, again, it makes you kind of shake your head because they've got depth. You can't possibly be as competitive as they've been with all the dudes missing and still be that competitive. So they do have good players. But where do you see – the offensive line is obvious, but where do you see uh, they have to have the, the marked improvement if they want to be a national contender again? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, the offensive line is obvious, and I think they are going to be really decimated in the defensive backs room next year. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to be, I mean, you know, that is going to be where they are really going to need to get some playmakers in there. Um, and they, they have a couple, uh, you know, you just, I don't think a lot of them are going to stick around. So uh, this, this hire is so critical uh, to, to wooing some of these guys back. But I, I you know, Ken, you talked about it. How, how do these guys come out and play Alabama off their feet? How do they, 
nearly beat Arkansas? How do they beat Florida, Texas A&M? I mean, with the guys that were on the field making plays along the offensive line, I mean, you saw that left tackle getting abused. Oh, my goodness. It was hard, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Hard, yeah. hard to watch. And as much as we love Jack Mashburn, Smashburn, you know, he was a high school quarterback trying to block on the edge with no help. So, like, mm-hmm. there's just so many deficiencies there. Uh, Jack Besh is, is, is so good, but he's so undersized of the position. You know, there's just mm-hmm. there's lots of things that they were able to overcome to salvage a six and six season, but there's a reason why they're also, you know, sitting at six and six. And it has to do with some coaching deficiencies. It has to do with recruiting deficiencies and missing. It has to do with changing of the high school game. You know, big kids are going to play tight end or defensive end. They're not going to play offensive line anymore. So, you know, you're going to have to find a different kind of guy. And I think they've got one in Will Campbell. Hopefully they're able to retain him and keep him regardless of what happens. Um, but, man, as this thing drags on, kind of like you said with, with Will Wade, it just feels the opposite. It feels more dire, you know, as this thing kind of labors on towards the finish line. Last question, I, and I know you probably don't have a definitive answer to it, but Max Johnson, Garrett Nussmeyer, Walker Howard, who's going to be LSU's quarterback next year, or is it someone we have not mentioned? Well, you know, you, you, you'd think that depending on who the, the head coach was and, and what kind of background he might have, but I will go with I will go with Max, you know, as the guy that's going to get the start. Uh, you know, there's talk about him transferring too, and I think a lot of that has to do with you know what kind of system do they want to run. Um, so I don't know. I didn't I didn't love anything Garrett did to woo me over or wow me over, uh, and I don't necessarily love Max's job, but. I often don't find myself blaming Max based on what he's dealing with with the five guys in front of him. I feel like he was such a product of his protection and lack thereof. Um, I mean, and, and you just watch and running backs whiff on blocks. It's, it's tough to go back and watch the tape if you just watch the line play. Uh, so that is a, an absolutely wide-open room. Um, and I think it's going to have a lot to do with who the next head coach is as far as the direction they wind up going. Yeah, I agree. Look, I just think that, and Walker Howard's really good, by the way, but I don't think a true freshman is going to start day one in the SEC. Uh, but he's good. I've seen him on several occasions, and he's, he's very good. From a tools perspective, he might be better than both of these guys. But you're right about Max Johnson. He took a lot of abuse, and his play was a mixed bag, but it was largely attributable to what was around him. He did some good things, but again, you didn't have Bucci most of the year. You had a poor offensive line. You had running backs that couldn't protect. And play calling, that was certainly suspect. So yeah. uh, I, just, I just don't see how you can blame the quarterback. And I think Nussmeyer's got ability. Certainly has a strong arm and, and, and is willing to take chances down the field. But he had some opportunities. And it was okay. It wasn't bad. But he didn't seize the day. Yeah. So uh, that, no, I think that would be the best description. There were some definite deficiencies there. It, you know, it just made me think when you were describing it, uh, that scene in Major League when they get them all in the shower and he throws the bats at them and he says, you know, how did we ever win this many games? You know, you yeah. kind of wonder how the heck LSU was able to win as many games as they did based mm-hmm. on some of the things we've just described. So, I look, before we go, we yep. probably should give O a little tip of the cap. for keeping. Yeah, I was going to ask you to do that, yep. You know, just keeping that team together because, man, they really didn't have a reason to. 
Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if Damone Clark's the best leader I've ever seen in my life, or you know if there were other guys, but um, he, they kept that team together, playing for something, pride, you know, NFL futures, whatever it is. But some of those guys made a lot of money because of it. Neil Farrell, Damone Clark, you know, you can just Micah Baskerville saving his season. I mean, you can look at. at a team that had every reason to throw in the towel and they didn't. And I think, uh, you know, as much as we want to run coach O down and I think he deserves some of it, I think, you know, you got to give him a little tip of the cap as well, because they were able to keep it together. Um, in some crazy, crazy stuff, Ken. Like this, you know, that game, that game is so LSU football. When you think about it in the last 20 years, just, you know, digging out a victory at the last second. Mm-hmm. Think of the crazy stuff we have seen with this football program. You know, just the coaches, the way they act, the games, the, the stuff off the field, around the field. You know, it's just, I just wonder if there's, if, if all college football programs are like this to some degree and we don't see it as closely because we're not as in, invested, mm-hmm. or if LSU is really just a soap opera, you know, and, and, and just, just crushing in the viewership. And I know Coach Ogeron, and I've known him for a long time. We all pull for him. We yeah. all like the guy. Yeah. And yet this is one of the strangest situations. I almost get the impression, looking at him now, that he's relieved, that he's happy he's not doing this anymore. I mean, the money's one thing, but he just seems totally at ease, relaxed, talks yeah. about how much he loves LSU and everything else. Hey, dude, they just ran you out. I mean... It's a strange no. dynamic. Well, so I'll, I'll tell you this, and this is one of my reports that I did after the game because I asked him that at the end of the press conference or towards the end of it. He and I uh, saw each other on LSU's bye week. We saw each other at a Catholic high football game. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, you know, I appreciated him and his honesty and, you know, being able to work with us. And he said, you know, we've always treated him fair, and he appreciated that. And he said, he said I'm just ready to go. You know, he said – I said, uh, I said, well, that's all right. You know, you're allowed to enjoy yourself too, you know, and you're allowed to go. And, you know, I told him, I mean, I was joking, but I was like, hell, you got, you know, 17 million hamburgers you can go buy. And, you know, you're not an old offensive lineman, so your knees are good. Go enjoy yourself, you know. And so I think that's where he's at, you know. And, and, he's, and so his answer, I, I kind of brought it up in the post game. I said, are you just ready? And he said, yeah. He said, you know, he said, I understood that this was subpar. And after that Arkansas game, I thought it was time for a change. Um, so, I mean, he's as, you know him personally. I know him professionally. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't be more honest of a person. He doesn't, he doesn't hide it well. Nope. You know, and, he, and that's both good and bad. But, I mean, as far as what I do, it's, that's all I want. I just want the yeah. honesty. I don't have to like it. I don't have to nope. love it. But I appreciate it. I, I sure do appreciate it. No, I think he I think he made some bad personal decisions. I think he made some bad coaching personnel decisions. And I think he got a little bit lazy. I think all those things came into play after what happened in 2019. And unfortunately it it caught up with him faster than anybody uh, thought it might. You know, usually yeah. that kind of process would take four or five years. It happened pretty quick here. It was it was a whirlwind to the top and back down. It's a hell of a story. I love the story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. from his from his dad challenging him to about mm-hmm. putting up telephone poles and ditches, you know, yeah. to to finding what he wanted to do and going after it. Um, it is a fantastic story. 
I'm happy I got to be, you know, alongside of it and witness it. And, um, you know, and I'm happy for the people that got to go along for the ride. That 2019 season, I'll never remember. I'll never relive that. You know, we're never going to see that thing again. Uh, I hope I hope someone else gets to experience it, you know, because it was so good. And I would trade two more years of this crap for that. So, uh, it, you know, it was a blast. And I, and I told him that, I, you know, I thanked him for that. Uh, as a kid that went to LSU from 93 to 98 and had some pretty miserable football along the way. And I yep. told him, I said, thanks for making it fun, man. Like, it, it doesn't have to be miserable, you know. But that's, so, it was exciting. He's Michael Cobble, WBRZ. Watch him when you're in Baton Rouge. Follow him on Twitter at Cobble, C-A-U-B-L-E. Michael, thank you. Always appreciate the time. Keep up the great work. And, hey, let's hope we're reporting on a new coach by, I don't know, Wednesday, perhaps? <laughs> I think maybe Wednesday might be the day. Thanks for having me, Ken. Take you got care. it, Michael. Pleasure. Thank you. Michael Cobble, WBRZ. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. So much more to talk about. The Saints, well, they're going to change quarterbacks. And they're going to be facing a team that will be less than 100%. Nobody's crying over that, given the plight of the Saints. We'll get into that. Also, the Pelicans back in action tonight, playing a little better of late. We'll get into that, too. Much more to come in your calls at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Love to hear from you. And we continue in just a moment. Rudy Dixon, our producer. I'm Ken Trahan. This is All Access for a Monday night right here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. And we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Hey, everybody. This is Jason Aldean. This is Carrie Underwood. Back, back to back. Live in Las Vegas. Now that's big. You and your three besties. Jet set to Sin City. You'll get hotel to crash in, tickets to see Jason Aldean, and you'll see Carrie Underwood the next night. Plus, Plus, Jason will stop by your hospitality suite and play a few songs before the show. Listen weekdays for the national keyword for your chance to win. Prizes provided by Broken Bow Records. If the Oral-B IO electric toothbrush had a theme song, this would be it. I think you're gonna wanna see this. Only I.O. combines Oral-B's dentist-inspired round brush head with gentle micro-vibrations for a brushing experience even dentists have hailed as literally the best brush I've ever used. Get the wow of a professional clean feel every day with the I.O. from Oral-B, the number one brand used by dentists. You're gonna see what everybody's talking about. Oral-B, brush like a pro. With Early Paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever. Even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Which one are you going to open first? The pony! Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and a member FDIC. Family owned and operated by a great local family. Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC Series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 hybrid or rugged V90 cross-country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury. Visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. Festivals, football, the great outdoors. 
Some people say fall is the best time of the year. It may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. This report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into. From comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. LSU still does not have its man, while Florida has hired Billy Napier and USC has poised to hire Lincoln Riley, two alleged LSU candidates. The Tigers and Scott Woodward remain mum on who the replacement for Ed Ogeron will be. Southeastern is set to play James Madison in the next round of the FCS playoffs after easily dismissing Florida A&M 38-14 on Saturday. The New Orleans Saints practice today in preparation for Thursday night's game at home against Dallas. In the NFC South yesterday, Tampa Bay remained on top with a 38-31 win at Indianapolis. Atlanta moved into a tie with the Saints at 5-6 with a 21-14 win over Jacksonville. And Miami dismantled Carolina 33-10. After splitting a pair of games at Utah, the 5-17 New Orleans Pelicans are at Los Angeles to take on the Clippers tonight as the watch continues as to when Zion Williamson will make his debut. Williamson was cleared for full contact late last week. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. It can sometimes be hard to tell if a prebiotic or probiotic is working. Not anymore. New Align Fast-Acting Biotic Gummies help soothe occasional abdominal discomfort, gas, and bloating in as little as seven days. So you can get back the freedom to do what you love fast without worrying about occasional digestive upsets. Take new Fast-Acting Biotic Gummies daily for best results. From Align, the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Visit AlignProbiotics.com for details. It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, whew, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for $45 a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract. All on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. A lot of subplots as the New Orleans Saints get themselves ready for their matchup with the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night in Caesars Superdome. And again, when you're talking about subplots, there's a lot to talk about. First of all, when you look at the availability of players for the New Orleans Saints. Their injury report today listed four players who did not practice, including linebacker Caden Ellis, who started the last game, and now he's out with a hamstring. Defensive end Tano Passignon with his ankle still out. Defensive end Marcus Davenport with his shoulder still out. Tackle Teron Armstead with his knee did not practice. Keep in mind he started last Thursday, so maybe... He'll get back to action before this game and can start, but we'll see. A little bit of encouragement in that Alvin Kamara and Ryan Ramchek were both limited at practice. Both missed, of course, the last game, and the Saints would love to see both back, both with knee issues. Mark Ingram was full, which is good, so you'll get him back. Paulson Adebo and Andrew Dowell with concussions were full, and Taysom Hill 
was full practice with his foot. Now, it didn't mean anything last week because he was full last week on the injury report, and yet he never set foot on the field for a second straight week. That appears ready to change on Thursday night. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reporting that Taysom Hill is taking first-team reps in practice this week and is likely to start against the Cowboys for his sources. Trevor Simeon, Owen Ford's daughter, taking second-team repetitions. Of course, Hill's been battling a foot injury. He needs to get through a week of practice healthy to be able to get the ball and start. But we're not 100% certain of that. Remember, he had a concussion prior to that as well. We all know Jameis Winston was 5-2 and two as a starter before going down with an ACL tear. Alvin Kamara's been out the last three games. Mark Ingram missed the last game. Offense has really struggled. And we all know where they're at right now. So all the questions surrounding Taysom Hill previously, and they're legitimate questions because the team wouldn't tell you. They don't have to, but they wouldn't. All the questions really centered around his health. Because were he healthy, he would have been playing. Maybe he wouldn't have started at quarterback, but he would have been in the game taking some snaps and maybe would have taken over because of the struggles this offense has had, in particular in the first half and really the first three quarters of games. They seem to find their niche in the fourth quarter when they're down. It's too late. Trevor Simeon has had his chance. You see what he is. There was a drop-off from Jameis Winston to Trevor Simeon. That is obvious. And maybe you can appreciate Winston a little bit more now. He wasn't great, but he was solid. And with time, maybe he would have gotten better. Then again, with a lack of a supporting cast, had he been playing without Kamara, had he been playing without Ingram, maybe it wouldn't have been as productive. But he was doing a solid job. And now Taysom Hill, the guy that Winston beat out but was in a tight competition with, apparently, and I stress apparently, is finally going to get a chance to play and show that he's capable of doing this. you got six games left. If Hill can stay healthy and be your starter for all six games, that should be a very clear, sufficient price point as to evidence regarding if he is an NFL quarterback and a guy that you can count on in the future. Because if he goes out, seizes the day, takes advantage of his opportunity, he could solidify himself as a potential starter as early as next year. On the other hand, he could prove once and for all that he's not an NFL starting quarterback, as many people have surmised too. What, what I really don't like is the fact that Taysom Hill's become a polarizing figure. He shouldn't be. The guy's been the ultimate team player. He's done everything this team has asked him to do help win. He didn't sulk when he didn't get the job as a starting quarterback. He was disappointed, but he went out and played hard and played well, doing what his team needed him to do. Unfortunately, he got hurt. And again, he doesn't give himself the contract. Those that have been critical about the contract the Saints just gave him, 
If you want to be critical, be critical of the team, not of the player. And Taysom Hill is his own worst enemy at times because he is so valuable and he is so good at the other things that they count on him to do for this team that it limits his potential and possibilities of getting the starting quarterback job in particular when they're lacking playmakers. Once Michael Thomas was out of the mix, then you subtract Emmanuel Sanders. Then, of course, you subtract Jared Cook, Josh Hill. And then, of course, Kamara gets hurt. You dump Latavius Murray. Now the Deontay Harris situation has arisen. Even another concern for a team that simply lacks playmakers. The thing about Taysom Hill is he gives you that one dynamic that you don't have right now. He can make plays with his feet, with his legs, which they could really use. Extending plays, maybe that gets a receiver open, or making plays by running the football. Of course, with the injuries, you don't want to run them too much, right? Depending on how healthy he is. Of course, we don't know that. They're not going to tell you how healthy he is with regard to that foot or the concussion. I do know this. He was not well enough to play in the game on Thanksgiving. And this game is just a week later, another Thursday game. So again, there might be some cause for pause when it comes to him taking off and running the football. But it certainly warrants him getting the opportunity, getting a look, and then we see what happens. By the way, I'm sure you noticed Jalen Hurts did absolutely nothing against the Giants. Nothing. Couldn't throw the ball successfully. And they limited his runs. They knew how to play him. Saints haven't figured that out yet. Dennis Allen needs to do a better job in that regard when they face that team and that scheme. Giants had no problem with him. Six points. Piece of cake. So again, injury report in. Four players out for now. Taysom Hill likely in for the Saints. 260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. After this timeout, the Pelicans. When is Zion going to play? What are we dealing with going into the game with the Clippers tonight? among other things. Glad you're with us on this Monday night for All Access. I'm Ken Trahan, and we're back in a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tired of being tired. New Zequil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is a melatonin-free sleep aid made with clinically studied plant-based ingredients to help promote better restorative sleep. Sleep this good? Feel this good. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or were prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. 
He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes, and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com, and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Navage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. This report is sponsored by eBay. Shop on eBay to get more for your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more for your buck on tech and gaming gear. Get more and save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. This is Josh Danzig with Worry At Magazine and the newly relaunched WorryAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Presented by Graham Marnier. Like great beer and live Cajun music? Then head to Zony Mash Beer Project this Saturday for Grammy Award winners Lost Bayou Ramblers. Festival lovers? Check out Plaquemines Parish Orange Festival and historic Fort Jackson and Buras with live music and great citrus. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched Whereyat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of Where at Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Where can I get an ice cold beer and a view of the hottest girls in town? Nowhere else but Visions Men's Club serving $2 beer all day and all week long. Beat the heat and inflation at Visions on Dalman Road, where all the smart locals go. Your bachelor party headquarters open from 11 a.m. until the cock crows. Traffic is brought to you by Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Well, the New Orleans Pelicans are playing a little bit better, right? They split a pair of games in Utah after winning a game at home. And now they're on the road against the Clippers tonight. Pelicans at 5-17 and 17 on the season. And again, a split in Utah is a good result. No doubt about that. That's a team that New Orleans has not matched up with at all in recent years. Bottom line is, they got out of there. They got blown out game two. But in game one, 
They won the game in a thrilling fashion. Devontae ran with the three-pointer to get this done. So good stuff. So let's hope that they can carry it forward against the Clippers. Now, they beat the Clippers at home, which is interesting. Clippers looked disinterested on that night. But the Pelicans have found a little bit of something by bringing Nikhil Alexander-Walker off the bench. He's been more effective in that role, and he gives them some scoring punch off the bench. And the other invigoration off the bench has been the presence of Billy Hernan Gomez, who just played splendidly. Never complained, never saw the floor for a long stretch of games. Jackson Hayes was getting those minutes. Hayes didn't show you anything. Willie Green made the switch and went to Hernan Gomez. And he's playing extremely well, consistently well. So he's there producing, and suddenly their bench, which was a major issue previously, has gotten better in recent times. Kyra Lewis had a good game in Utah. So their bench, which was the worst in the league, certainly has improved. Jonas Valanciunas continues to be a very consistent player in all facets. He's been their best player this year, hands down. Brandon Ingram has not been what you hoped he would be. A star. He's been inconsistent. And he just hasn't scored the ball enough, in particular with the absence of Williamson. Graham has been all right. No issues there. And, of course, Josh Hart gives you energy. Garrett Temple is a veteran. He does what you kind of expect he would do, but I know Trey Murphy has struggled. But at some point, you got to commit to Murphy and give him an opportunity. I know he struggled, but he's young, and he's a first-round pick. And Temple's a veteran who's not going to be long for the league or this team, probably, with all due respect, because I like and respect him. But you got a team that's going nowhere. And it seems to me you really want to get Murphy out there. Get him learning. The only way you're going to learn is by playing and getting valuable minutes if you really value him, as they said they did when they got him in the first round of the draft. 3 and D player who hasn't been able to give you that three thus far. But again, it's young. Herb Jones has been terrific. Everything you could want. Brilliant second-round selection by this organization. Credit where credit's due. He's going to have a long future in this league. And you love having a guy that will defend and can defend multiple spots. One game to the next. Really a luxury to have on your team. So again, the Pelicans at Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. That's a 9.30 start this evening. 260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We're back to put a wrap on tonight's show in just a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Oxner Health System presents the Oxner Eat Fit Minute with Molly Kimball. 
what if we had a cookbook filled with our favorite Eat Fit restaurant dishes? Now we are beyond thrilled to see the Eat Fit cookbook make its way into kitchens across the country and beyond. It's the perfect gift for the health conscious chef in your life. Gift them with a copy of the Eat Fit cookbook. Order yours today at eatfitcookbook.com using the promo code EATFITGIFT for 20% off through the holidays. You can also find it at local retailers, including Oxner Fitness Center, Oxner Pharmacy and Gift Shops, Octavia Books, Garden District Bookshop, Robert Fresh Market, and Barnes & Noble. You can order online at eatfitcookbook.com, promo code EATFITGIFT for 20% off through December 24th. I'm registered dietitian Molly Kimball, and we hope you enjoyed your Oxner Eat Fit Minute. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizza. We have 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenna. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. Want to make this the most unforgettable Christmas? Diamonds Direct is here to help with our most dazzling selection ever and four years zero interest financing. Diamonds Direct showcases are fully stocked with the classics as well as the latest trendy fashion jewelry from world-class designers. You'll get the unbeatable value price Diamonds Direct is known for. Plus, spread your payments over four years, 48 whole months with zero interest. Get holiday store hours, directions, finance details, and see our online gift guide at diamondsdirect.com on approved credit. Holland Roofing has been in business throughout Louisiana for over 32 years. Today I come to you with a warning. There's a lot of people walking up the streets and they're promising the world. If it sounds too good to be true, I'm guessing it probably is. I would suggest that you try to use Louisiana contractors. I think there's plenty of us here and that we can handle this work. We just handled Lake Charles. Call us today for a free estimate at 504-737-2228. Colleen, can you run back and wrap that? No, oh, you've got a customer. The holidays came early for the Hendrix Boutique. Yes, we'll be open even later when it gets They'll need a temp fulfillment manager to tie up the holiday loose ends. I need some more help at the register. Somebody? Oh, share. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Shop Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for big savings on great holiday gift ideas like up to 65% off coats and sweaters for everyone on your list and up to 60% off handbags they'll love. Find festive blankets and throws to warm up your space now 70% off. Plus shop daily flash deals all week long and get it faster when you pick up curbside or in store or try same day delivery powered by DoorDash at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. 
Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM NASH Icon at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Very exciting Monday Night Football matchup tonight. Seattle at 3-7 and seven playing at Washington at 4-6. and six. Yeah, be a good night to watch something else, right? Want to thank our friend Michael Cobble of WBRZ for joining us tonight. Of course, we thank our listeners, thank our sponsors for making it happen. Our thanks to Rudy Dixon as well. Tomorrow night, Jude Young coming at you at 6. I'll be back on Wednesday night following Inside New Orleans with Eric 